now arriving downtown Santa Monica Station. Hey, Adam. It's time for Notes on Your Notes. I'm Adam Lesser. And I'm Joshua Townsend Zellner. This is Notes in Your Notes, a podcast about the creative process and storytelling. I'm singing because I saw a movie in which there was lots of singing. Really? You went to go see a movie? I did. I know. You mean like in a real movie theater? It was pretty full in that theater, I have to say. Really? Yeah. Wow. The movie's doing well. So, wait, wait. Let me guess. Let me guess what movie it is. Um, I'm going to guess that you, you said there's a musical involved. Maybe there was music, music, yeah. There's music involved. Arguably a musical, though. Oh, really? It's considered a musical? No, I don't think anyone would consider it a musical, but it felt like a musical to me. La La Land? <laughs> a little late. <laughs> Timing. Uh, okay, I give up, Adam. What did you go see at the movie theater? Uh, I went to go see A Star is Born. Hey, a remake. Yeah, I didn't actually know it was a remake till I got to the theater. <laughs> You've been busy, you know, for the last twenty years. I, th- I think it, it's, it's the like fourth third, time. fourth. Okay, yeah, okay. Well, it's know. the fourth if you count. I think there was like an Italian version or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember th- three in America for but sure. There was, yeah. I think, one from the olden days, like yeah. the late thirties, and there was one with Barbara Streisand. That's right. And uh, now there's one with Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. Wow, divas. Yeah firepower nice box office firepower uh well the short answer is i was impressed it opened incredibly well not all movies do that's true that's true uh they were carried along by some really good songwriting yeah it was it's been a while since i went for the ride i thought bradley cooper did a great job directing it and Mm -hmm. i thought the script was structurally really sound and they made some good choices and everything that was set up paid off and Mm. There was things that just motifs that carried through. I thought it was good. I did wonder if Bradley Cooper wrote the script because he's credited. Because I was like, wow, this guy acted, he directed it, and did he write this? But then I saw the credits, and Eric Roth was on there too. So. Oh, I see. Eric, yeah. Eric mm. Roth wrote uh, Forrest Gump, Munich, Good Shepherd, like 30 <laughs> movies you've seen. It's probably one of the three or four most famous working screenwriters. So they brought in a big gun. Okay. So what do I want to talk about? Okay, so here's the thing. I, I imagine Lady Gaga is not a trained actress. Maybe mm-hmm. she, I'm sure she's had a lot of training at this point. But, you know, mm-hmm. the, her, her primary... Uh, Singer-dancer. Singer-dancer. Performance artist. Performance mm-hmm. artist. Mm-hmm. So whenever you go into a movie like this, you're just like... And I didn't see Barbara Streisand in the original, but you're like, oh, I wonder what their acting is going to be like. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's the second scene in the movie, Lady Gaga is alone in a bathroom. Mm-hmm. And she reacts to um, a relationship or a quasi-relationship ending. Mm. And she screams. And I got worried in that moment. She, you know, she, she screams in this reaction and she sort of like bends over. Like she's like yeah. enraged. And I'm like, uh-oh. This could be two hours of not great acting. Yeah. Because there's something about the scene which didn't feel, I don't know, it just didn't feel quite authentic. Mm-hmm. Everything turns around and as everything turns around as soon as she's in a scene with someone else in the room mm. and her scenes with Bradley Cooper are just phenomenal. Yeah. There's chemistry, a ton of just emotional honesty. 
Mm. Uh, their dynamic is really solid. They're so vulnerable in front of each other. And it had me thinking, you know, because I was like, oh, I'll talk to Josh about it because Josh is, you know, has actor training and is, mm-hmm. that, is mm-hmm. or was an actor. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's the kind of thing where are you for life once you're once you're an actor? Yeah, it's it's state of being, state baby. of being, state of being. State yeah. of being. Mm-hmm. I kept thinking to myself, how come she's so much better in the scenes where there are other people there? Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. it was I, I, in all fairness, it was a really good movie. She was really great. She probably won an Oscar or something. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe not. But I actually, I think it'll definitely get nominated for Best Picture. Hmm. And it's the kind of thing where initially I was like, well, oh, is she just riding on Bradley Cooper's skills and his energy? Like, what's going on? Not in a negative way, but is it, you know, because you always, like, one of the things I heard early when I was writing, first learning to, like, write scripts was a screenwriting teacher told me, you know, like, consider giving your character some time alone hmm. um, because you can explore behavior and you can really kind of like mm-hmm. like not as something you had to do but just something to point out to consider because mm-hmm. sometimes when you're writing you're just like always writing in scene right yeah. you're writing character relationships yeah. and it was kind of interesting because like her first scene is basically by herself to some extent mm-hmm. there's a phone call which she's reacting to but there's definitely some emotional reaction where she's by herself and it made me think like maybe that's like the hardest thing to do as an actor is to be by yourself alone in a scene. Mm-hmm. And, it, and the reason I think this matters is because it speaks to the emotional life of your characters alone and the emotional life of your characters in relationship to other people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because most of the time we're very um, unconscious when we're yeah. alone. Yeah. Yeah. And if we're with somebody, we're looking at trying to present a certain way or make someone else believe a certain thing or, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And we're always r- running off their emotions. We're reacting. We have something to react to. Yeah. We have something to react to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can. Mm-hmm. So that fills out things. So yeah, when you have, the other thing is, is that when you're working in the world of uh, feature films or video or anything like that, what is it that we're capturing? You know, we're capturing the character have thoughts and feelings and uh, their point of view on something and it's their interior life coming through and most of the time when you're doing a a scene by yourself you're not going to be talking so it's just behavior so we're watching behavior we're watching thoughts and feelings yeah and that's very challenging to do in terms of being so private in front of a crew that we we the audience believe that you're alone in your bedroom or alone in your kitchen you know making coffee after you just woke up it could be something very simple like that as well it doesn't have to be complex or emotional yeah you're speaking about something interesting which i think is like actors are required to find emotional truth Mm -hmm. and i didn't think about the fact that like there's probably some massive crew but she's in that bathroom oh yeah there's probably like 10 other people in the room Mm mm-hmm Grips, key grips, yeah. I mean, a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Boom, op- boom operator. Yeah. And for someone who's maybe not always been trained to like emote on the spot and have it come from an unconscious place. Yeah, and you have no one else to to anchor into. Yeah, it's you and you and a, and a cell phone that doesn't really exist. Because when we talked about this, one of the things you said to me was like, when you're with someone else, you mm-hmm. can drop your self consciousness. Mm-hmm. Whereas when you're alone, it's harder. It's just like being on a date. What? 
What happens on a date? <laughs> it's like if you want if you want uh, self consciousness to go away on a date, it's real simple. You just give the other person all your attention. If I give all my attention to you and you give me all of your attention, there's no attention left to be self conscious. Right. And when two people are really into each other on a first date, they have a sense of time and space just going away. You know, oh, I didn't realize I was back in the restaurant. Oh, all the time just flew by. Well, what is that? That's because we tapped into that other space that we want to tap into and live from from time to time. That's an interesting point because there is actually something pleasant when you're on a date or not about being totally your attention totally centered on the other person. Yeah, in the zone. It's liberating in a way. Yeah, That's why people like to go downhill skiing at at 100 miles an hour because all their attention is, you know, in that moment focused on the slope or the object, person, place, or thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Josh is like, solve this little problem for you. What else you got for me? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I mean, that's that's essentially it though in terms of that. How would you, is there any way in which you would like for a writer or a storyteller out there, the, how you would use this sorts of dynamics to inform how they write? Yeah, because what you really want to tap into is, there's two elements. One is reveal and conceal. And a lot of time, most characters, most people, are spending most of their lives concealing. And then when you write those moments when the character is alone, who, who who or what are they concealing from? So there's nothing left. So those moments can be very revealing in terms of the char- how the character really thinks, how the character really feels. Mm. Um, you know, the hack, the hack approaches. You know, they have a big fight with their wife or husband or whatever, and then they go into their study or wherever, and they they have a picture of them. Then they hold a picture of that of, of their spouse next to their heart and pine. Yeah. You know, that's that's the photo. Hack. Yeah, the photo. The photo is weird because it's it's always a relationship oh, with an object, yeah, which is a standing for a person. Yeah, it's hack, but you know, but th- I mean, th- that's the overt way, and then there's more subtle ways of doing that. But you know, that's 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 part of it. Mm-hmm. Revealing. What was that Tom Hanks movie, Castaway, mm-hmm. where he's alone with, with the uh, with the soccer ball? Right, they yeah. had to create a character. Yeah, Wilson. Yeah, Wilson. How they come up with that? Brilliant! It's a, it's it's a good a thing. Yeah, it's a good thing it wasn't the uh, the other brand. What's the other brand? So, would you do you think that the, it's helpful for people working on a story to maybe even write scenes that wouldn't go in, but they're with their characters alone? Because it is interesting to consider what behavior people do by themselves. Yeah, because you want to you want to both reveal and conceal, and so you want to reveal the character's true inner life. And a lot of times that can't be done in a boardroom or wherever they are, or even in a bedroom, right? You know, you're with somebody else, you're you're concealing something, and then when they leave or they go to the bathroom, then the character reveals their the other side. Right. And it can be something, it doesn't have to be an object. That's where I was going with that thing about the photo. It can be a thought. Right, right. And those thoughts are powerful. Right. Because, like, let's say someone has a romantic relationship with someone and the other person goes off to the bathroom and maybe maybe they're playing like they're comfortable, but they're not really comfortable. And then in that moment, we see their eyes, like, soften or, or they go into, like, a fear state or, like, oh, my God, when is this going to be over? When a minute ago, they're like, oh, my God, you're the best. I love you. And then we can drop into that complexity. Otherwise, it can become very cartoony, very, you know, sort of uh, cardboard sort of cut out versions of 
scenes. If they're co- are you talking about if they're constantly just reacting to someone? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and we don't get a sense of their true inner life of you know how, how they really think and feel. Reacting, reacting, reacting. Yeah, I mean, I I think of like the scene in Taxi Driver, mm. like the Travis Bickle scene. You talking to me, which is him mm-hmm. alone mm-hmm. in a mirror. Mm-hmm. I think people remember that so much because he's alone, mm-hmm. and you're seeing the full depth of his craziness and also the full depth of his desire which is to be powerful mm-hmm. and it's like it works really well also in the hands of a very gifted actor he's totally tapped into the character's ideal future his hope and dream of how he wants a certain scene to go yeah. it's fantastic on a on a different note eric roberts mm-hmm. julia roberts brother mm-hmm. did a s- movie oh star 80 where he's going to pick up the lead girl and he looks himself in the rearview mirror in the car and he primps his hair and he says, hey, baby, you know, I'm mm-hmm. here to pick you up or whatever it was. But it was the same kind of a thing where I'm rehearsing my ideal future. And we as a human being really connect with that because we all have our ideal futures that we fantasize, think about, hope about. Um, it goes back to Of Mice and Men, you know, Lenny and um, Lenny and the George. other one, George. Thank you, Lenny and George. And he's like, tell me, t- tell me, tell me the story again. You know, Lenny, tell me the story yeah, again. Yeah. And that's a, just a part of who we are as human beings. And we, we have to have it. It's our, it's our drug. Yeah. Yeah, it is in a lot of ways. It anesthetizes us against. I mean, I guess it's like the basis of Buddhism is trying to cure people of that. Kill hope. You know, it's so yeah. funny, but yeah. Yeah, I hear you. Like there's actually... One of my favorite writers is Pema Chodron, who wrote a book called When Things Fall Apart. She talks about this willingness to abandon hope. Yeah. Which is a core tenet of Buddhism. Yeah. I like get not yeah. being in the present, not wanting the future to be any different than the present is. And it's so counter to human nature. Right. I still, to this day, having spent a fair amount of time reading Buddhism and meditating, like I still find it odd. It feels in a way aspirational, but unrealistic. I kill hope every day. Yeah. Yeah. Abandon just an, a, 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 abandon it. Forget about it. There's this one aspect of Buddhism that I've never. There's so much good about Buddhism. But it's really? This one aspect that I've never. Do you, do you have hope? Do you have hope that one day you can embrace it? Oh. Oh. That's good. Um, I don't. I think it may be. My, my hunch is that it exists <laughs> for people who devote their life completely. Like, you've got to, like, I think you have to be meditating hours every day to really be there. You're so fun. Hunch. My hunch. That's my hunch. It's a hunch. Like, I feel like I've gotten there after hours and hours of meditation mm-hmm. where you actually are in a state where you're like, I don't need to be anywhere else. I'm at yeah. peace with everything good and bad in my life. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's that pr- you get full presence. But that, particularly in our this moment in history where we are probably the most distracted that we've ever been. I'm sorry, what were you saying? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I have that moment almost every time I, I walk onto uh, the, the Esalen property and I see that view. Uh, you know? How long does that last? Uh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> because then I get hungry and then I, and then I have hope for some food. Yeah. And I'm like, oh man, I was so close. No, but like also a lot of people's minds go like, you know what? You know what? Esalen is such a great example. So for people to know, Esalen is this beautiful <laughs> retreat center in Big Sur. Overlooking the water. It's one of the more beautiful places in the world. And that's where What's-His-Name ended the show, right? Uh, what's his name? I haven't seen it, but I think Mad Men ended here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did. They, they did. did the last episode yeah. there. Yeah. But um, 
everyone has that experience that Josh is talking about. So it's this cliff. It's just amazing. It's very um, ethereal because you're almost looking into water because mm. you're on a level with the horizon, mm-hmm. which is very unusual. Mm-hmm. Within, what do you think, Josh? 45 minutes? Within the first meal, yeah. what comes out of everyone's mouth? How do I stay longer? Oh, right. It's right, always right, like right, yeah. everyone's getting information about how they can become a long-term student. <sighs> I wonder what it be, must be like to live there. When I went there for four weeks, mm-hmm. six weeks I went, mm-hmm. first thing out of everyone's mouth, oh, it must be having to be here so long. Right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. As soon as people, they immediately... Yeah. And that's common when we're having peak experiences. We don't want it to go away. Right. I have no idea what this has to do with this episode. because because it has to do with hope because hope. because they have hope for it Abandoned to last longer. People. Yeah, and I'm sitting there going, "Come on, man! Don't 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 try to make this last any longer than it is. Just be here now with me." And they're like, "Mata, Mata like, Joshua." Yeah, and I'm like, "God, I, no, no, I want to stay longer." I'm like, "See, you're already out of the moment. You're already out of the moment." Damn, because uh, this this has to do with actually being in scene work. Actually, is so what it does. Lady and, Gaga did a great job. Yeah. It's always weird being at all critical of something you admire. I, I have I have a question I, for you. What was the first? Uh-huh. Because and and this is something that I ask myself all the time, and I love to track this when uh-huh. I go see feature films in movie theaters. Uh-huh. And it's important for all of us to do it as artists. Uh-huh. So, and this has gone through the mill, meaning that a lot of people have made these choices. This is not. This is not like. Oh, that's just what happened. No, it's right. very thoughtful. They've had layers of drafts. This has gone through 60 drafts. Yes. Talk about a grind. Jesus. Okay. So for those people who don't know, by the way, they've been trying to remake this movie for seven years. Wow. And originally Beyonce was supposed to do the role that Lady Gaga did. <laughs> but anyways. I guess if you wait long enough, yeah. lots of lots it's, of Yeah, it's amazing how this stuff happens. Yeah. Um, so my question for all of us is, upon reflection within the first few hours of the film or the next day, uh-huh. What was the first scene, and what was the last scene? Do you want me to tell you? Please. So I think this is right, but I'm never sure of this. I believe that the first scene was Bradley Cooper playing a concert, like he's a musician, so him on stage, and the last scene was Lady Gaga singing a song on a stage. Okay, so... In terms, and I would say more, but I don't want to give away the ending. What? Well, it's a remake. <laughs> it's a remake, Adam. It's still, this would really all kill right, it. It actually, all this right. would. It kind of comes out. Okay, all right. People like me did not see the 1970s Barbra <laughs> Streisand version, or the 1934 <laughs> yeah. Tyrone, whatever his name yeah. was. Um, the first scene, scene, like was that an establishing shot? The thing of him at the at the thing, or at the concert, or was it like, or what was the like, first shot? It's yeah. a very powerful because there's a very heavy song going on that they did. Oh my! We, I left the movie being like, oh god, what would I have paid to see them sound mix this? Because it was incredible. Yeah, the sound is a very heavy rock song that Bradley Cooper is singing. Okay, so then after and I, I want to be sure I'm right. It's either this scene uh-huh. or the Lady Gaga scene in the bathroom, but I'm pretty sure it's a Bradley Cooper scene. No, it would have to be. It wouldn't be. It, it wouldn't be, be a Lady bathroom Gaga scene bathroom. where someone's breaking up with someone. No, it wouldn't be the first. So then, so then the first dialogue scene. Do you remember what the first dialogue scene was? Be would be. I can't remember. It's either Lady Gaga talking to her friend at work. Mm-hmm. The first meaningful one mm-hmm. that I remember. It's Bradley Cooper leaving the concert and his him talking to his driver. Asking his driver to get him more alcohol because he's an alcoholic. 
great. Okay, so I'm I'm gonna run with those two. Okay. So the f- the f- the first one is the first scene. Is, I'm assume the first scene is him in his full glory. It's probably upbeat. It probably has like a lot of fans just going. <sighs> right yeah it's intense yeah and so he's he's literally at at his height so that is a conceal yeah because deep down we know he's 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 got demons right which we're gonna find out very soon well the second scene and let's just pretend the second yeah, scene the is second him scene of him it's kind of a weird opening to a movie because you have to open by tracking two individuals right. separately because it's gonna it's, yeah it's yeah. romantical yeah and so the the second scene that we see with him is he gets into his private car it comes with out of the his, with his private he's, driver he's a, he's a star mm-hmm. and then he ha- and now we have a chance to reveal something that that we didn't know before and that he's an alcoholic so I mean in terms of in terms of uh, setting it up it's perfect yeah boom. Yeah, they they establish very quickly who these characters are. Yeah, and then in the last scene, I, I I heard the thing about Lady Gaga singing, but what She's else? Singing on stage. And is it sort of like a melancholy song? Yeah, it's very melancholy. Okay, so now you have bookends of like a high pitch at the very beginning and a melancholy thing at the end. Yeah. And in terms of the last scene, in terms of like the acting work, what would be like the last without giving it away? I, I don't know if that's possible. Like what's the last gesture? The, the last, yeah, the last, yeah, the last gesture. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting because I think now that I look back, it's her on stage and then maybe the last visual we see Mm -hmm. is a flashback to the two of them together, Mm. writing, singing a song together. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty sure that's actually how it ended now because I realized emotionally there's something going on at the end that they, that was difficult for, I think, for them to leave. And I would say the last gesture is like one of tenderness between the two of them. And told through the lens of melancholy. Yeah, I, if I, I hear that sadness. Yeah, regret. If only. Hmm. Oh, well, I think we. I think we killed this. <laughs> Not in a good way. Like literally, we killed our subscribership. Both All of right, them. So this is what I'm going to tell you. If you guys are thinking about private moments for your character, look at it as a moment to reveal. Smart. And do it in an authentic way. This has been Notes on Your Notes. Please go to iTunes and rate us. It helps us so much. I feel like we're at a... In a, in a can I just... Go, in a non-judgmental way. Yeah. We, we want you to rate us, five but star, in a non-judgmental way. Star. So just go right for the five stars. Mm-hmm. That way you don't have to like... Don't think about yeah, it. Yeah, don't judge. See, you don't want to judge. And I'm going to help you with this because you have no hopes and dreams anymore because... <laughs> No, 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 you do. I I do. I have a hope and a dream that you'll give us five stars. Do that and then go to the Facebook page and like us where you can get all of Josh's hot updates and see posts. That's notes on your notes. Just type it into Facebook. The music on the show is courtesy of Kevin McLeod and the sound design is courtesy of me. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.